Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. And today we are dishing about juicing, smoothies, uh, cleanses, and detoxes. But first, Nicole, let's catch up and let's hear all about your trip to Hawaii. I don't want to gloat. It was amazing. No, it was like, seriously. (laughs) We know. We saw the pictures. I know. (laughs) If you follow me on Instagram, you're like, oh, that B-I-T. Yeah, you know where I'm going with that. Totally. It was, um, I, I think the only letdown was like Mark and I, as we're leaving, I think most people do this. They're like, when's our next vacation and where are we going? And he's like, not Maui, Nicole, don't get any ideas. Um, (laughs) So he had to like back me down, which was a total letdown. I mean, it was, it was amazing. A picture sitting on a third story rooftop, 80 degrees in the shade, gentle breeze, sipping on a Mai Tai, eating half price appetizers, watching whales breach, tail slap. It's like, oh my gosh, you can't, it's just one of those like pinch me moments, except it lasted like nine days. I did miss the kids, um, but <laughs> not enough to come back. Like it wasn't until we landed and we were en route to home that I was super anxious to see them. I miss them. Don't get me wrong, but we were, we were just having the times of our lives and the yeah. the, the helicopter was amazing. We were just super busy and um, it was awesome. So There is nothing wrong with not missing. I mean, you miss them, obviously, but you weren't thinking about them when you were on vacation. There's a reason why you didn't bring them. So there's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah. And I know they're like perfectly happy. They were with their grandparents going fishing and swimming and they were in the best of loving hands. And so it makes it so easy to be away. So I I must say though, I was ready to kind of get back. And this is such a timely podcast episode um, topic because I, Hmm. I really was craving just getting back in the groove. We definitely are active on vacation. We got in several good runs and some biking mm-hmm. and hiking and you know we did all that stuff. But I realized in the weeks leading up to Maui, I was being so lazy with meal planning and stuff. I think because Mark was gone like out of the country a couple weeks. I mean, we were just in survival mode. And so this week it's been like back to business, like meal planning and cooking and grocery shopping and blogging and photographing Mm -hmm. my food and all that stuff. So it's been, um, it's been, uh, I'm tired, but it's, it's Wednesday. So we're, we're over the hump and on our way. So yeah. Yeah, And there was a big time change there so that you had to get used to that when you came back as well. Yep. And we were adjusted at at about day seven. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, you mean when you were in Hawaii? Yeah, because we, because oh. it's there's six hours. Hawaii is six hours behind Michigan, so okay. if we got up at six thirty in the morning, which is pretty much we, what we did every day, that was still like getting up at twelve thirty p.m. in Michigan. Oh so gosh. it was just we were so whacked out. So when we flew home, and then I'm going to shut up about Maui and hear about your life because I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, but it's when we exciting, but okay. <laughs> When we flew home, we got our flight took off at like 4.10 Maui time, which was a great, we still had, we didn't have to rush out of there basically, but that was 9.10 Chicago time. And we both were planning to sleep 
um, like on the on the flight. Well, neither of us mm-hmm. did. And so we I stayed up from 1230 p.m. Saturday until like 9 p.m. on Sunday. So I think that's like, oh my gosh, I think that's like 34 hours or something. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I can never sleep on planes ever. I mean, I've taken several red eyes and it's just, I mean, I, I just can't do it. I I don't understand. So I can understand the not sleeping on the plane part, but staying up that, that long. I know I can't even fathom. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Unless I was on a plane for 30 hours, I probably would stay up that long because I just, I just cannot physically sleep on planes. It's just that sitting up, I can never recline far enough. I don't have, I'm never in first class. Mm-hmm. If I ever had to do a long, long, long flight, I probably would pay the extra for first class so I could lay down. Um, but I just can't. Oh, it's just so dang expensive. It's I know. outrageous. So anyway, what's, what's new and exciting in your life? Okay, so a couple things. So first, I was going to ask you, I know that Shay and Paige are very similar in age. I think Shay is going to be five in October, correct? Correct. Are you doing kindergarten this year? No, our cutoff for kindergarten is September 1. Oh, okay. So here it's October 1. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So actually, I don't even think she would make it even with October 1, would she? Nope. Okay. So Paige is an August birthday and she'll be five. Uh, so we have decided that we are going to put her in kindergarten. And Ooh. yes, so we're going to put her in kindergarten, but we're going to also then repeat it the next year. So she goes to a, a, a private preschool currently. And they also offer an all-day kindergarten. And so we're going to put her in there next year. And then the year after that, she's going to do it again in our public school system. So Pay raise for you guys. (laughs) um, Well, actually, no, because here's the thing. Our our public school kindergarten is half day. So she'll still have to do, and, and by half day, it's about four hours. So I'll still basically have to pay for all day daycare, even when she goes to kindergarten. So it really won't be a pay raise for two more years. Mm. I know. I know. It's a really, really a bummer. Um, but I'm really excited about this. I, I think we made the, great, the, the right decision here because it was either this or send Paige to preschool, the same exact preschool, same class, same teachers for a third year in a row, mm-hmm. which would have been fine. But I think this will be a good challenge for her and just kind of a good pre pre k year basically yeah that's so. exciting yeah okay the next question i have for you what are you doing as far as easter and easter candies or easter baskets um good question so i <laughs> i've gotten as far as signing up to stuff eggs and take them to the school next week for their party um but for like the- stuff eggs with candy like yeah. plastic eggs okay yeah um, of course, no, no nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But I, I haven't, I, okay. A couple, like six weeks ago, Shay got on this thing about Hatchimals. Is that what they're called? Hatchimals? Mm-hmm. Yes. Paige um, has not discovered those yet. <laughs> well, the only reason she knew was because she went to her first birthday party and I was like, Hey, you know, kid mom, like, what does your kid want basically? Because ugh, birthday parties, but she said Hatchimals. So then Shay saw the gift go to the little girl and she's like, I want that. And we're just same gender. I mean, the kids want the exact same thing. So I got exactly, them each, yep. each a little one of those. Um, but that's okay. as far as I've gotten. Okay. And so that's you're, so, probably going to be it, honestly. So you do, I think something similar to, to what I do is focus more on like a little trinket or toy versus candy. Yeah, or I mean, both. we'll do a little egg hunt too. I was thinking about that because we don't really know if we're going to be maybe going to Chicago or anything yet. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I haven't. 
so we've talked about our kids and how they love sugar, as do most kids. Ugh, obsessed. And I mean, I feel like we have been trying very hard to keep less sugar in the house, less sweet treats. But like I've said in previous episodes, every night we do allow Paige to have a little dessert. So whether a piece of chocolate and maybe a couple starbursts or a sucker or whatever it is. So we always have something in the house. But, you know, around the holidays, there, there tends to be so much in the house. It's overwhelming and almost disgusting and also not good for me and Nick because what we do is just eat it ourselves. So I didn't want that to happen this year, especially now that Cameron's getting older and discovering candy and his love for candy. <laughs> um, actually, just before I came onto this podcast, he stole, um, he, I, Paige had put her little jar of uh, Starburst down and I, I turn around and Cameron was eating it. She freaked, she freaked out because all of a sudden he can, he's allowed to, not allowed, well, he's allowed, he's able to eat these things. Before, I mean, I would never even think twice about giving him a piece of, you know, chewy candy that he could choke on or get stuck in his teeth. But now I'm like, whatever. I don't give him a lot, but you know what I mean? So now it's baby like, they, they kind of hashtag bite. baby led weaning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the new, the new kind of baby led weaning. It involves lots of candy in this house, unfortunately. So around Easter, I get, I get nervous. Like I don't want to bring too much candy in the house, but I also don't want to be that person who doesn't give him any candy. So we're going to do something simple. I got her a little jump rope because she's been really well, into jump idea. roping. Yeah. And then also uh, I'm going to get her, what was, oh, dresses, like new spring dresses because that's all she ever wears. So I'm going to have the Easter Bunny bring her a couple new dresses. And then, of course, some chocolate, maybe some jelly beans, but keep it, keep it real simple. What about peeps, yay or nay in your house? So nay, although I will say, I don't, I I think I remember you saying that you hate peeps. No, love, I, love. Oh, you do. You love them. Okay, love. so I, I love them as well. I think that they are delicious, but we do not, I have not even considered buying them peeps. You know what I really, it discourages me about peeps is that they used to be so exciting because they only came around for Easter, but now they're just not that enticing and exciting to me anymore because you can find them anywhere, everywhere throughout the entire year. And in every color. Can we just stick with yellow and pink? Exactly. Yeah. So to me, they're just not, I'm just like, yeah, peeps. I don't even remember that they're an Easter treat. Like to me, they're just, they're all year round treat. So what about those? They're, they're not as common, but I, traditionally they come in like an egg carton and they're like chocolate, hard chocolate shell marshmallow, like shaped in Mm. an egg, like flat on one side. Have I you do had those? not know of what you speak. <laughs> so basically marshmallow is, I just love marshmallows. I do too. If I recall, that's what you, you ate um, when you were pregnant. S'mores, marshmallows, chocolate. Yeah. And now that we're talking about this, I also love Rice Krispie treats. Like I would choose a Rice Krispie oh, treat yeah. over just about any sweet. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Maybe not just about any sweet. Okay, wait, what about Cadbury eggs? Um, they're really sweet. They almost make my teeth hurt. They're so sweet, but they're they are yeah. so good. Like, like one is good. Oh yeah. I would for sure never eat more than one. Maybe when I was a kid but or now. Mark's favorite, which is calling my name all the time right now. The, um, Reese's eggs. 
Oh, the pain. Oh. Obviously. Yeah. That's not even a question. Number he, one for sure. He has like super sized ones down there. I'm like, come on, dude. Like we just got back <laughs> from vacation. Can we clean it up a little bit here? <laughs> um, such a timely post today. So yes, I know. It's funny. Yes, we'll talk about that. Um, cleansing and, and detoxing. The only time I really ever do a quote unquote cleanse is after a vacation. So I guess that leads us into our topic of today. We might as well just jump on in it now that I'm salivating over Cadbury eggs and Reese's peanut butter cup eggs. Yeah. And I, you know, we talked about when we will have our, our significant other spouses back on the podcast at some mm-hmm. point um, soon. But right before we went to Maui, I don't know. Oh, I do know why. It's because Mark got involved in a weight loss challenge with his team. And so mm-hmm. his form of uh, winning included mm-hmm. coming in at the last three days of the competition, doing a three-day juice cleanse, which he purchased off the internet, and he dropped nine and a half pounds in those three days. Oh my so now, which, all- which sounds like a no-brainer. I mean, I'm sorry, who wouldn't lose? Who wouldn't lose nine pounds just drinking juice in, for three days? Um, Maybe not nine pounds. That's a little bit excessive. It, it's well he doesn't even have nine pounds to lose so why was he even in anyway it was yeah okay hold on real quick did you hear about the guy who for lent he gave up all food and just drank beer and then he miraculously <laughs> lost like 30 pounds or something did you hear about this guy no but i'm extremely intrigued <laughs> okay he maybe it was in ohio but like it's all over the news it was all over the news for a couple of days and i'm thinking to myself why is this newsworthy first of all that's called alcoholism drinking all your calories and not eating any food. I mean, (laughs) that's like, I mean, that's just, isn't that the definition of alcoholism? And and why are we giving this guy props? And and then I'm thinking to myself again, if you're just drinking liquid calories, I mean, if I, if I just drank alcohol all day, there's really only so much I could drink. I could probably drink maybe 10 beers in one day. Let's say that's really not that many calories. I probably eat double that with food, right? So I don't know. It just really irked me. So it's interesting that you guys didn't hear it. I, I feel like it was oh. all over the news. No, that's interesting. I didn't hear that. That's so the opposite of what we're going to talk about like, today, but why? kind of the same thing. <sighs> why? And, yeah. And, I mean, juicing, I feel like this type of thing is just taking off right now. And it's, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to throw my nanny under the bus, even though I love her. This is what she said to me this week. I'm going to buy my green juice that's on sale so that I can mm-hmm. eat it with my peanut butter and jelly in the morning. <laughs> I mean, it's balanced. But my question to her was, do you like the juice? Which I think is really right. kind of the, that's really the the crux of it here is, right. what is the reason for doing the, you know, whether it's a juicing or a cleanse, like why? If, if the intention is convenience and things like that, I'm jumping ahead. So let's kind of rewind. Let's start with juicing. So just okay. kind of an overview of, of what that includes. And so obviously everybody knows what juice is. And I would say that, in, and it is very well proven that juice is on the decline. I think whether mm-hmm. it's dental caries or obesity, childhood, um, nutrition in general. I mean, basically juice got a really bad reputation um, mm-hmm. for a lot of good reasons. Um, but I, I, there might be some some places there in the diet for it. But overall, I would say juicing juice in, was on the decline until somewhat recently with this the kind of nutritionally 
superior juice, if you will. So they're really right. kind of sold as under the terms of like cold pressed, um, which is is really just ultra, ultra, ultra high pressure processing that does do the same thing as pasteurization without the heat. So the benefit there is there's less nutrient loss. Um, great. Okay. Is that a reason to drink juice? Probably not. Um, and then there's also raw juices. So there's no treatment to get rid of any type of pathogen. There's much shorter shelf lives with those. They always require refrigeration um, and definitely not recommended for some of you who, someone who's immunocompromised, pregnant women, probably not children, anyone who's sick, blah, blah, blah. So, mm -hmm. there, you know, those are kind of the juices that are being touted as uh, nutritionally superior, if you will. And mm -hmm. so, what are the benefits? Like, why would somebody do this? And I think the number one reason that I think dietitians like us can get behind is that it does increase fruit and vegetable intake as well as fruit and vegetable variety. There's no discounting that at all. Um, they are definitely convenient. The less pasteurization is, is, can be a pro because there's less nutrient loss, a con if it's not for the right person. Um, and I would say some of them taste good, but the ones that are, yeah, you laugh. When we were in Maui, there was uh, this green juice concoction at one of the brunches that we went to. Mm -hmm. And I asked our waiter, I was like, is it actually good? Because several people were drinking it. And he's like, yeah, it's actually really good. He goes, I don't like to drink my salad, but that is pretty good because it's got a good amount of pineapple in it. And Hawaiian pineapple is just so sweet. And I was like, okay, oh, I'm trying it. Uh, I was like, oh, it wasn't good. Oh, horrible. I mean, it just tasted <sighs> like kale and celery in a glass. It was horrible. Interesting. Okay. So I, I thought mean, you were going to say it was delicious. I wish. No. I mean, yeah. what was delicious was what the Hawaiians called pog, which I hope I don't butcher this, but I believe it was pa papaya, orange, and then um, what's the G? Like guava juice. Ooh, okay. Oh my yeah. gosh. And it was so sweet. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It sounds very sweet. Very high calorie, very high carb. So, um, so kind of some benefits maybe to juicing. Potential cons though, and I think we've talked about this before a little bit, the sum of the parts with regard to calories. And I, I fall victim to this often when it comes to smoothies, which we will talk about in just a few minutes. But people are not realizing that even though everything going into the juice is a low calorie item, that you're extracting all of the portion with calories and eliminate not including any of the fiber, the pulp, um, the part that one provides fiber, of course, but two, that fiber is going to provide satiating power. So you're really just pulling the sugar um, and, and really just that, which is a form of carbohydrate, of course. There's really negligible amounts of protein and fat in any of the foods that would be found in a juice. So right. the, the calories and carbs and sugar can creep up pretty quickly. Um, and definitely, I would say that energy containing liquids, and by energy, we mean calorie containing liquids have low, I call it staying power or satiating power. So they're not going to keep you full. So if you drink a juice in the morning, ex with knowing that it's, let's say a quote unquote healthy choice, I, w I think we would argue that it's not balanced in that it does not have protein and fat, and it may not help keep you full because of the lack of fiber. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's, uh, I, okay, I'll, I'll never, I've only had one experience with juicing. 
I bought a really cheap juicer. It wasn't really cheap. It was probably like maybe 60 or $70, which you, I guess that's maybe like, you know, mid, mid-level juicer. And I think I put five or six oranges in there. And I was so excited to have a nice, cold, fresh glass of orange juice. And I swear I got maybe four tablespoons of juice out of those six, five to six oranges. I, I was just looking, like staring at the cup. Like, is this for real? Mm-hmm. I cannot believe this. I can't believe juice isn't so, so much more expensive. That's probably why fresh, you know, cold pressed juice is so expensive. But the juice that we buy, like Tropicana, it makes me wonder what else they're putting in there as filler, a.k.a. water, um, to kind of bulk it up because there would be so many oranges that it would take to actually make that much juice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also something I remember from having that juicer that I know you mentioned about having or about smoothies, one of the cons, but one of the biggest cons for me with juicing was the machine and cleaning it. After cleaning that machine one time, I vowed to never do it again. Um, and I didn't, I never juiced after that. I actually got rid of that thing after the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never did it again. Have you yourself done any type of a juice, like regimen or? So I'm not really a good person to ask. And it really goes back to FODMAPs and my IBS. I just, my body doesn't handle sugars. And most of the juicing fruits that you would put in juice, other than oranges and citrus fruits, which I can handle really well, but like apples, a lot of times they have apples in them or mangoes. I just can't, I can't consume, especially in concentrated quantities. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a big juicer. Uh, but when I do drink like a, a fresh squeezed juice, which I do buy sometimes, like every once in a while, I like the ones with carrot and ginger. So some type of a vegetable and then like a ginger for some spice or something. That's what I prefer. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So not overly sweet. Even though I love overly sweet candies and desserts, I do not like overly sweet juices mm-hmm. or smoothies. Blech. Yeah. Agreed. And I, you know, when I'm teaching, because, you know, I'm a certified diabetes educator, the bulk of the patients that I still see in practice are diabetic. Um, when I'm teaching somebody about carbohydrate counting and in kind of all carbs are not made equal, I'll often use the example of an apple. So if you take a whole apple, which is about 15 grams of carbohydrate, and you compare that to a half a cup of applesauce, which is also 15 grams or one quarter of a cup. So two ounces of Mm -hmm. apple juice. Those are all nearly identical in terms of carbohydrate. But when you look at which is going to keep you full, basically a shot, literally of apple juice, (laughs) um, a shot to the rim, like, (laughs) but a shot of apple juice Uh or the half a cup of apple. I said apple juice, not applesauce, hopefully apple juice, the half a cup of applesauce or the actual apple. When you just think about that, in that way, that makes a lot of sense as to why juicing may not be the best choice, especially for people who may, like myself, have a bit of an appetite and, and just need a bit more. And the fiber is is certainly helpful for helping to keep keep you full. So right. not that it doesn't have its place, but... Right. And then and a lot of the antioxidants and the phytonutrients, which is a fancy way of saying plant nutrients, are found in that pulp or that pith, that like that um, white part of many citrus fruits. So you, you want to get that. And a lot of the juices that, that they sell are completely void of, of any of that. So even when I do buy juice for my family, which is every once in a while for special occasions, like for breakfast or uh, like Christmas brunch, we'll always buy the either the some pulp juice or the extra pulp because 
that's, you know, at least getting you some fiber and some of those uh, phytonutrients like limonene, which is actually a natural uh, uh, detoxer. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go on a detox. You can just eat fruits and vegetables, everyone. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Newsflash. In, yeah. In preparation for today, I was actually looking up, you know, the the fruits and vegetables that are highest in prebiotics, which mm-hmm. a lot of the juices are touting that they, you know, are, are chock full of pre- prebiotics. And so chicory root is certainly one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's more that are in their whole food form, if you will. So yeah. things like berries and onion and garlic and leeks. Um, artichoke, asparagus, all of those things have natural prebiotics that arguably you don't need a juice in order to obtain. And, and on the on the probiotic side, you know, we'll talk about that, especially with smoothies, but a lot of those things can be added to smoothies where you are not necessarily getting rid of the pulp and the fiber. So, right, exactly. I think smoothies are an easier vehicle to actually add things like that, but a lot of companies are adding pre and probiotics to smoothies. Because I think these companies are realizing that consumers are getting smart and seeing that juices really aren't that healthy. They need more. And so companies are actually adding more. It's almost becoming a meal at this point or mm-hmm. a smoothie. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I'm trying to, I thought I wrote. Um, healthy additions. Yeah. Well, I was going to jump to smoothies, actually. I, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll insert my opinions more on juicing a little bit later when we're, when we're in the opinion portion of our podcast. <laughs> Heavy opinionated portion. Uh, yeah. My favorite portion. Um, <laughs> so as far as smoothies, and it's, this is so timely that we bumped up our recording a day because I actually made a smoothie this morning for the kids and I, and it had been a while since then. And I was actually out and about about 1030 this morning and I was ready to eat my steering wheel. I was so hungry. And I was like, why (laughs) am I so hungry today? And I think it's truly because I had a smoothie for breakfast. Um, No protein. Did you have any protein in the smoothie or no? mm, I did not. However, Uh I did have with it a breakfast cookie, like a pretty small one that had a few almonds in it, but it just was not enough. So yeah, Yeah. I mean, we all fall victim to this because it's convenient, right? And I was, exactly. I, I, I didn't have the time. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely talk about yeah how ways to add protein and fat. But I think we all know what a smoothie is. But basically, some type of a fruit and vegetable, hopefully um, puree from either raw or frozen fruit that's blended into a smooth consistency with a liquid. So, and that liquid could be something like milk or juice that definitely offers up some calories, or something as simple as water, non dairy milk um, alternatives, something that may be a little bit lower in calories, such as almond milk. So those might be um, kind of good choices. So benefits definitely convenience. I mean grab it and slurp it, right? Good variety. You can really shake it up and um, try new things. You're including the fiber in the pulp. So that's a huge uh, benefit to smoothies over juicing, I would say, is you're not losing that. Um, most of them taste pretty good because fruit is naturally very sweet. Um, and it's easy to add additional fiber, protein, fat, all of those things. So you can really bulk it up with other macronutrients other than just carbohydrate, which is huge. Um, cons, like your juicer, cleaning a blender is not fun, um, especially if you want to keep it really nice and you're required to hand wash it. Big what kind of blender down. do you have? Um, I have a KitchenAid ProLine. Don't ask me what model, but it's it's okay. like the top of the line. Um, okay, because we just use a Magic Bullet and it is super easy to clean. Yeah, I set one of those on fire in college, so I've kind of steered 
clear up that sense. You've told us other college stories, so maybe it just wasn't the right time for you. Maybe you should reinvest. <laughs> I was it was just my era that was going going south. But I'm just lazy. I just don't like to clean but I don't like food processors for that reason either. But you know, all oh, these yes, all these unitaskers, they have a they have a place. So um mm-hmm. cons I would say too, like smoothies don't really keep. Um arguably I will put it in this in the refrigerator and my kids will drink it the next day. It does kind of at that time come come across more as like a juice with a froth on the top. Yes. Sounds a little yucky. It doesn't seem Disgusting. to bother them. Yeah, I know. Um you just mix it up. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, just a good shake and and they're off. Um mm-hmm. so a couple of tips with those. Fruit is obviously expensive at certain points in the year, especially if you're not on places like Maui. Um, So (laughs) definitely freeze it when it's in season. So, you know, when raspberries, for example, go 10 for 10 at the grocery store, it's like Christmas in, in my, (laughs) in my life. So I'll buy them out and then freeze, freeze anything that we don't eat fresh. Um, Is it like when you buy the 10 pineapple at the the store? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Um, was it 10? Did I really I feel like 10? it was? I feel like you said a lot. <laughs> I was picturing 10. You probably didn't say 10. <laughs> it's probably like three. <laughs> I, I don't put it past me. That's for sure. Um, but I think using low calorie uh, liquids in your smoothies, if you're adding mm-hmm. straight up juice, you have taken your carb heavy meal to or or accompaniment to a whole new level. So I would really recommend, we would really recommend keeping the calories and the carbs in check with your, with your liquid and then adding fat and protein and watch your portions. I think for me, I'm like, Ooh, I want this fruit and this fruit and this fruit and this did it this morning. And then all of a sudden I have a 64 ounce blender full of smoothie. And I'm like, Oh, well they're two and four years old and I'm 33. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But it just ends up being a lot. So just keep your portions in check. I'm a big fan of using the unsweetened almond, vanilla almond milk, Mm -hmm. which is very, very low in sugar. But at the same time, it's also void of any protein. So then I tend to uh, make up for that protein loss with uh, whey protein powder, which is also low in carb. So the low mm-hmm. carb almond milk and then the low carb whey protein powder to make up for the lack of protein in the almond milk. Yeah. That's kind of what what I, that's my go-to when I do make smoothies, um, even for my kids really. Yeah. Because they don't need the extra sugar either, honestly. Any certain brand of whey protein that you use? Uh, yes. I actually go to Whole Foods and buy the 365 Giant um, container canisters of either the vanilla or the chocolate. I kind of go back and forth. And sometimes I don't even buy it. Like sometimes like right now we have no whey protein in our house. It's not always in our house. It's not one of our staples, but like every other month I'll buy it and then we'll run out and then I'll go a whole month, not buy it. And, you know, and it's pretty we'll low, back in, and forth. low in sugar. Yes. I believe okay. there's maybe one gram if that. And taste is okay. Yes. I very okay. much like it. I'm not very picky when it comes to whey protein. I've had people tell me they don't like it. I, I mean, it blends in the smoothie very well. I don't really mm. taste it. So, I mean, I like it. I even sometimes mix it to, with my yogurt okay, to add protein. So Because I don't love pea proteins. I'm, I tried. Oh, me either. I don't. I don't. I can taste the pea. Yeah. I don't. I, I tried really hard. and But yeah, no, one gram is great. So, yeah. so okay. Some, some healthy additions that you could add to um, your smoothies. So green tea for the antioxidants. Tofu, like silken tofu for protein and calcium. Mm-hmm. Kefir, I'll pronounce it correctly. <laughs> kefir. Uh, lots kefir. Of k- kefir. <laughs> um, I told that story today and nobody laughed. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, you, you just listen to the podcast. Um, calcium and prebio- probiotics in there. And if you can mm-hmm. get unsweetened or something that's a little bit lower in sugar, that's ideal. You could add kombucha or kombucha for the probiotics and antioxidants, flaxseed for the omega-3s and alpha alpha linoleic acid. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually try to add a vegetable. My go-to is kind of carrots because they are kind of sweet on their own. Um, beets, celery, cucumber, spinach, greens. Uh, yeah, any of the above. Plain Greek yogurt, peanut mm-hmm. butter, nut butter of any kind, coconut water. Um, and and like you said, like an almond milk, um, unsweetened coconut milk, something like that. You could add chia, avocado. Kind of the list is endless. I think the tip here is don't add too much of a good thing. If you're like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna make a green machine smoothie. Okay, great. But if you add half a pound of spinach, it's going to alter the flavor. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, exactly. th- things like hemp seeds, love them, put them in my oatmeal from time to time. But if yeah. you go crazy with them, they do have a bit of a musty flavor and smell to them and it can mm, be a little off putting. Yeah. Mm. Yummy. <laughs> um, so let me add a couple things here. I, a flaxseed. Yes. I would highly suggest grinding it first. So don't put mm-hmm. whole flaxseed in unless you just want to poop it out, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, you can add bulk to your stool. That's helpful too. But if they you thought actually- they were going to get through episode 11 without poop talk. <laughs> no way. Not happening. <laughs> Never. Um, so yes, grind your flaxseed first. And then second, oh, you haven't said chia yet, but I'm going to say it now. Chia seed, which I don't know about you, but I typically add that. I said it really fast end. at the end. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. So I, because, okay. And you also don't want to add chia. Like sometimes I'll make smoothies ahead of time and then blend them in the morning. Do not do that with chia because you'll wake up to a gelatinous mess. <laughs> True story. Um, so add it at the end. Yes, there is. I mean, there's a reason why chia works really well in overnight oats because it does make that like gel mm-hmm. consistency. So and it's, do it last. It's, I think it's flavorless. I would say. I agree. And something else I add to smoothies, at least for Nick, which I'll talk about when we talk about uh, the smoothies that we've made in our for our family, is oatmeal. Um, just regular old fashioned oatmeal. And I, I honestly think it adds like a nutty flavor and, um, a nutty flavor and just a really good. Makes it smooth. Yeah. Yes. And he likes it. Honestly, he, he asked, I did it once and he said, do it again. So I have been, and it's got that beta glucan in it, which is really good. Uh, lots of fiber. So yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a I, that's one of my favorite kind of people don't think about it type additions to smoothies for sure. Yeah, I've done it. Love it. Yep, love it. Cool. So let's move on to cleanses and detoxes. So um, there's so many out there. It seems mm-hmm. like we all know someone who's kind of gone through something like this. Um, Although I feel like they're kind of losing steam a little bit. Maybe. Do you feel like that? I hope so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, it's so, I mean, they focus more on the digestive tract and helping with things like constipation. Um, and detoxes focus more on eliminating toxins. And I'll use this in quotes, helping kidneys and liver work better. So those are kind of our two detoxifying slash cleansing organs. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's really no research out there Okay, not really. There is no research out there to support <laughs> that they rid the body of toxins or or help with weight management. So that's a, often what people use cleanses and detoxes as their as their go to for weight loss. 
weight loss or weight management. And mm-hmm. again, not statistically significant there. So um, if it if it does happen, it, it's probably for the wrong reasons. And right, if that happens. It's because you're eating fewer calories. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is really focused more on the the health of your gastrointestinal system. So, right. um, and arguably, you know, I always say as a dietitian, I don't know how you feel, Gina, but the gut is extremely complex, and it's, um, I think, other than your skin, your biggest organ. Um, don't quote Probably. me on that, but it's a huge organ, if you Sounds will, right. um, mm-hmm. huge system that all have different environments. Um, our our guts are full of bacteria, good, bad, ugly, and and keeping that in a in a healthy place for each individual is extremely personalized. So I think that's one of those things where I get very leery because we're all so different in that way. So what works for one is not necessarily necessarily going to work for someone else. So benefits, again, no research out there to support that they rid um, cleanses and detoxes, rid the body um, of toxins or help with, or with weight management. So that's really the role of sweat, urine, mm-hmm. and poop. <laughs> Here we go yeah. again. Um, <laughs> so our, our body is naturally doing that. And so some cons here, weight yo-yoing. And so as, as people lose weight, especially in such a quick fashion, um, that weight will come off as fat and often as, as lean muscle as well. And so after the cleanse of the detox is done and the weight goes back on, it's often going on as fat, um, or that's more common than not. Um, and so with that weight yo-yoing over time, you see that the lean muscle mass goes down, the body fat goes up. And really the net change is that your resting metabolic rate is lower. So with age every day, our resting metabolic rate goes down. We don't really want to accompany or, or kind of, you know, exacerbate that by yo-yo dieting um, or yo-yo weight changes. And so I think people can really see some excitement over that initial weight loss, which can just facilitate some ongoing um, unhealthy behaviors with cleanses and detoxes. So definitely can be accompanied with um, fatigue, irritability. Um, When Mark was doing his juice cleanse, he actually Mm -hmm. said he didn't work out for those three days. He goes, yeah, I just don't have enough in the tank to do that. I'm like, think about what you just said. Does that sound like something that is that is really derived from a healthy place? Like right. just 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 you know, noodle on that one a minute there, bud. Um, and he's like, whatever. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't care. He it's, still lost nine pounds. He can care it's less. not like you're a dietitian, Nicole. It's okay. Um, sleep can definitely be affected, mood, cost. Um, and then I this is this is an opinion that I'm inserting here. Social okay. or emotional isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. I will say, you know, we eat dinner together as a family. When when Mark was going through that, it was like he had to disappear during mealtime because it was such mm-hmm. an unpleasant experience for him that he really, I didn't feel connected with him either as like his spouse or him with the family during that time. I mean, that's, again, is that a place that you want to be emotionally? Um, right. Taste, I can tell you, disgusting. Um, cause the last time he did this, he, he convinced me to give it a try. And I'm like, okay, you know what? This is, this is my job. I need to know about this kind of stuff. The sure. first one was disgusting. The second one was delicious. Oh, it was like straight up sugar. 
from it was just a a fruit juice um okay. and then about an hour after that my blood sugar went crashing and I, yeah, I, it, it I made it high and then plummeted. Yeah. Plummeted. So I would say glucose management here. So I, I know that I have some funny glucoses from time to time, which I'm sure is associated with my polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, mm-hmm. But especially if you're pre-diabetic, diabetic, not a good choice. So right. what else you got for cleanses and detoxes, Gina? I mean, I, I would just say overall, like you said, the, the cleanses, I mean, sometimes they are actually prescribed by a doctor. So for example, when someone has chronic constipation, a doctor might prescribe a colon cleanse for that, for that patient to really just clear out their entire GI tract um, and kind of have them start fresh. You don't want to, if you have constipation, pile on what a lot of other doctors might say, more fiber. Oh yeah, just add fiber to your diet. It'll be fine. And then someone who's actually clogged is adding all this fiber to their, you know, to their system, into into their uh, GI tract. And it's just adding more and more and more bulk and and clogging up your system even more and basically exacerbating the problem. So I think that there is definitely a time and a place that is appropriate for cleanses. Um, That's why I think our overall tip is really if you want to do a cleanse or a detox, make sure that you are being advised by a dietitian and you've got a sound plan and um, someone who can kind of follow you for the long term. Same with detoxing. I think overall, I think detoxes are kind of useless, but if it will really jumpstart your your wellness plan and that's if that's what you need to really get yourself jumpstarted, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that jump-started. I think I just made that up. But I, I think that some people use that as motivation to really get going. And I think mm-hmm. that, that that's okay as long as they're doing it in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, not like your husband. Correct. Um, <laughs> so, okay, let's do some discussion questions. So yeah. we've got a few discuss- discussion questions. Some of these we've already kind of hit on, but juicing, have you ever done it? Um, and if you've never juiced, do you ever buy fresh juice or any juice at all for you or your family? Mm-hmm. Never juiced uh, personally. I very much limit juice for myself as in maybe one to two times a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's usually at a restaurant, like you said, that has like fresh squeezed, like one of those really cool machines because I can really, I'm a foodie and I I value that, you know, that freshness that just the concept of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mark usually will purchase some type of a orange juice to have on hand. And I will say that's one thing that I've really my kids have not had until recently. Shay probably didn't have juice until she was maybe three and a half for the first time. And Piper mm-hmm. was at least two, if not older. Um, and so that is strictly limited to literally like our church group. Like there's always juice, juice boxes when we get together. So I would say like, or at their school for like a party. Um, mm-hmm. But that's exactly. something that I I really try and limit with them. And they love it. Like uh-huh. it was liquid cocaine. I mean, they are just (laughs) digging it. And so some might say, well, that's a good reason to have it at home. But you know, the reality is they really love milk and they drink enough of it. And like to the tune of, I mean, like 12 to 16 ounces a day, which Mm -hmm. is age appropriate. And yeah. yeah. And they love water. So I think that's fine. I don't think think that the recommendation for kids our age and even up I would argue through elementary school and even middle school is anywhere from four to eight ounces for kids. Mm -hmm. Our age, it's more like four ounces as they get older, Mm -hmm. as much as maybe six to eight ounces. Um, Just because like what we've been saying, I mean, juice is fine. It's going to provide that vitamin C, maybe some vitamin A, 
but there's really no calcium, protein, iron, things that kids really need that, Mm -hmm. you know, things like milk or milk alternatives or yogurt will provide. So yeah. What about you guys? Yeah. So, I mean, we're in the same boat. I mean, Nick loves it when I buy juice. I'll buy juice maybe twice a year for special breakfasts or something. And he just, I mean, loves it. It's like when I was pregnant and I bought cereal. I mean, it was like he, it it was like a little kid in a candy store, basically. Uh, But that's the, therein lies the problem, I feel like, is that we'll buy it and he will literally drink it in two days. Um, and the kids also absolutely love it. And I, I definitely allow them to have it when they're at parties or at school. I'm not going to say no, even though, you know, Paige has GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease. So juice really does aggravate that. So I do tell her teachers that if they're going to have juice, then maybe try to water it down or not let let her have more than one cup a day, Mm -hmm. which I think is reasonable anyway. And I would hope that they're doing the no more than one cup a day. And when I say cup, I mean like the little Dixie cups, like mm-hmm. maybe two of those. Um, so no more than four ounces. I would hope that they're doing that anyway, but you never know. Sometimes I have to bring in juice for parties. Like they'll have a little sign up sheet and it'll say juice. So you're almost like stuck. You have to bring in juice. Uh, but I usually bring in, if I do, I always bring in the juicy juice, which is hundred mm-hmm. percent juice that I used to drink when I was little. And I've always stuck to that. So it's my favorite, I would say kid friendly, hundred percent juice brand. Not the Hawaiian punch with red dye. (laughs) No, but I did love that in middle school. Oh my gosh, I lived on that stuff. And then we just dye your teeth and mouth for the rest of the day. So, and and I juiced once, literally once, and I hated it. Never do it again. It was tasty. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it, but it was just too too taxing for me. I don't have the patience. Yeah. All right. What about smoothies? I know you said you made one this morning and you do sometimes make some for your kids. I mean, I've seen I that on your, on your Instagram. So what do you typically yeah. put in them? Usually fruit and um, my go-to vegetable, I think I said was carrots. I'll often add a, mm-hmm. like a handful of spinach as well. And then I'll typically add some low sugar kefir and then top it off with however much unsweetened almond milk I need. Um, and typically like an, at least one avocado will go in there. Ooh, yum. Um, that's, I'll be honest, I'm in a rut. I'm very, I'm feeling very inspired after talking today just about (laughs) like just ways. I mean, these things are all stuff that I have in my, in my house. So I think kind of like you said, making the smoothie ahead of time. I think one thing that I might try moving forward is making little baggies like on the weekend of Mm -hmm. maybe some chia and some flaxseed, ground flax that I can literally just pull out and dump, you know, like a couple tablespoons or, you know, a half a cup, whatever into the blender. And I don't have to pull out everything individually in the morning and make that happen. So I I think I will do that because that's a really good idea. I've also done like just nuts in there. And I think the Uh key there is you have to have a pretty good blender. Otherwise it's going to get a little gritty. So. Right. Yeah. So we've always used a magic bullet. I think we've gone through two in the 14 years we've been together, which I think is pretty good. Um, But I will say (laughs) it's going up in flames tomorrow. You watch. (laughs) Okay. I I will admit sometimes it makes weird noises and I do get a little creeped out and it gets very hot. So now I'm going to be thinking about that. Thank you very much. But here's the good thing is that it's, it's usually Nick that's blending it. So I'm fine. Um, so I don't make smoothies for myself here. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I just am not, I like smoothies, but again, going back to the IBS, I, I am very picky and choosy about which fruits and vegetables I eat. And I, I prefer eating hot 
vegetables in cold fruit, but not in smoothie mm-hmm. form. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I won't eat a smoothie because you just mentioned the avocado. One of my favorite summertime smoothies, which I could also do in winter, is a little bit of crushed ice, almond milk, peanut butter, and a whole avocado. It is to die for. Wait, so can good. you repeat that? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of crushed ice, almond milk, a whole avocado, and peanut butter. And I sometimes I'll even put like a little bit of maple syrup in it, but it is amazing. You could even put a little bit of oatmeal in there, like oats, uh, just old fashioned oats or um, chia seeds, whatever you want to do. But it is delicious. I feel like I put it on my blog. I'll have to look. I wonder if see. you could add a little bit of cocoa powder. Yeah, actually, I feel like maybe I usually do. It's been a long time, but I think I have added chocolate before cocoa powder. Because it's actually, I would, super high in fiber. Well, I would argue which, that cocoa powder would go in any smoothie, honestly. A little, yeah. and that's something we forgot to mention, or maybe we did, but I think no. that that's a great, a great addition. Just Hershey's cocoa, unsweetened cocoa powder. Perfect. Um, I love that idea. So my kids, I've given my kids smoothies before. They either love them or hate them. Like, I think it depends on the day. I'll even make the exact same smoothie and they'll eat it one day and then despise it the next and look at me like I'm crazy. But something that I do every single week is ever since I would say, I would say for the past 10 years for Nick is I have prepared him smoothies over the weekend to make during the week because I know that he does, he, you know, sits a lot for his job. He's traveling in his car a lot for his job. He's eating at a lot of restaurants for his job because he works in food sales and they feed him, you know, good food, but not necessarily good for you food. So he always starts his morning with a smoothie that I prepare for him in a magic bullet cup. I don't put the almond milk in it until the morning, but what it is, it's a giant handful of spinach, just raw spinach topped with a banana, frozen blueberries, and then about two to three tablespoons of old-fashioned oats. And then in the morning, I put the almond milk, um, unsweetened cocoa, or unsweetened uh, vanilla almond milk, and then he blends it, and he's good to go. Any ice in there or no? No. So we use the frozen blueberries, which I feel like acts almost like ice. And it's in, I mean, our fridge stays really cold, almost actually, I would say too cold. So there's no ice in there. And it's, but it's pretty cold. I mean, the, the milk is very cold in the morning. He eats it like right after he blends it. So no, there's no ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't do ice either. I use frozen fruit instead. So Yeah, I feel like I, it's better that way. Well, we live in like fruit mania. I mean, we literally live in the middle of peaches and strawberries and mm-hmm. apples. And we have no reason not to do that ourselves. I mean, we pick blueberries, peaches, all cherries. We pick all of that every year and we have three freezers. So um, we have no excuse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So let's try to kind of wrap up this discussion. Yes. So quickly, why don't you give, I've already kind of given my thoughts on, on detoxes and cleanses. So, okay. and have I ever tried one? I have not. I do want to throw out there that I have a friend uh, I guess I would say an online friend. Her name is Andrea. She has a blog called Andrea's Wellness Notes. You, you know Andrea, yeah, right? Yeah, I do. I yeah. met her. She's super sweet. I, that's what I thought. Okay, I remember that from a while ago. So she every year posts um, a blog post about her experience with something called the Conscious Cleanse. And I've always find found it intriguing. It's one of those cleanses that I would almost recommend to a client if they asked about one. It is run by two. They're not dietitians, but they do have nutrition backgrounds. Um, so I think that's better than than nothing. And it just, I put a link on our show notes. I think it's worth looking into if you're ever interested in a cleanse. It doesn't involve fasting or giving up. It, it does involve kind of an elimination diet of sorts and then adding things back. And 
I think it, it seems pretty well done. And she seems to, she does it every year, I believe. And I think she really likes it. And I really respect her. So it's something that I would say, if you're interested in trying something, just, just check that out. And this is not sponsored or anything. I've never even tried it, but I really liked reading her blog posts about it. So I think it's worth, worth looking at if you're interested in something or finding a local dietitian who can help you out as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, you, you know, my take, I, I work in nutrition counseling, right? Like that's kind of yes. my, my thing. And so with that, you know, we're professionally trained in behavior change, if you will. So, you know, leading a healthy diet isn't easy. I, I don't think anyone would would really say that it's easy all the time, at least. And so whenever, you know, people start to kind of trend towards something that may not be sustainable for the long term, I gently try and lead them in a different direction or just kind of, you know, redirect their course there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really just think that if it's not worth doing it, if it's that if it isn't worth doing, um, it isn't worth doing if it's not meant for the long term. So basically, you know, when right. you're not addressing any type, you know, open and drink. Okay, great. You know, uh-huh. that that's really not addressing any type of a behavior modification. So again, I think it really goes back to what is your purpose in doing a detox or a cleanse? Is it is it physical in that at not how you look, but um, mm-hmm. how you feel or, or, you know, gastrointestinal health, something like that. You know, that's one thing looking for sustained efforts and results, y- you know, that's, you're probably barking up the wrong tree there. So, um, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't address the root cause of issues with regard to weight or chronic disease, anything like that. So I think it's one of those things that just think critically about, do, do some soul searching as to why, um, yeah. And, I would agree with that. And yeah, I think that's cool. So, all right. From the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, um, they do have some a great piece on eight ways to support your body's natural detoxification system. So um, I, I think this is great. You found it, Gina. Thank you. Um, yeah, I put, it in the, I put it in the show notes, of course. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so organize that one. Um, so number one is maintain <laughs> adequate hydration with clean water. Two is eat five to nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day, especially the pulp and fibrous parts. So not not just juicing them. Consume mm-hmm. enough fiber each day from vegetables, nuts, seeds, and whole grains. And so for women, that is going to be 25 grams or more. No, 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 25. I think it's 25. Yes. And roughly. Men, I mean, yeah. Or more. I mean, that's kind of a, a, a baseline. And men, yep. 35, 38 or more. Yeah, I always think 36, but yep, that's exactly uh, okay, 35, 38. <laughs> in the right range. Um, eat cruciferous vegetables. So things like cauliflower, broccoli, uh, berries, artichokes, garlic, onions, leeks, turmeric, milk thistle, uh, and drinking green tea. And they those are foods that naturally support defo- detoxification pathways. So there mm-hmm. are some kind of superfoods, if you will, when it comes to detox. Uh, consume adequate protein, which is crucial to maintaining optimum levels of glutathione, uh, which is the body's master deto- detoxification enzyme. Um, take a multivitamin and or mineral, multivitamin mineral supplement every day to fill in gaps. So mm-hmm. um, even with a a very sound, healthy diet, there's likely to be gaps on a daily basis. Um, the yeah. body looks at averages. And so, you know, you have an off day or two or you're traveling or this or that. That's your insurance policy, we always say. So yep. Um, eat naturally fermented foods such as kefir, yogurt, kimchi, sauerkraut, uh, or take a high quality probiotic. So again, there, it's not only the number of bacteria, but also the variety of bacteria mm-hmm. um, and maintain bowel regularity. All those things. All right. So since we're almost out of time, let's just go on to the ending. So quickly, I wanted to make sure that people know 
that if you don't have iTunes or if you don't have a um, an Apple phone, uh, we we are on Pocket Cast, and I do believe that that is you can you can use Pocket Cast on any phone. I'm pretty sure. I know it's on Androids and Apple phones, and I believe it's on others, but I don't know that 100%. I've had people tell me that they're able to have luck finding our podcast on Pocket Cast on other phones. So, um, but we are attempting to get on other um, platforms such as Spotify and other Stitcher, I believe. Stitcher, is yeah, Stitcher. So and I then met with like a million others who knew. <laughs> I told Gina this, but I I met with Megan from the Mom Hour. So go check them out. She actually lives in St. Joseph, Michigan, which is it made me feel like this is such a small, small world. My my yeah. tiny little town has this amazing podcaster who has been at this for four years. They have a super cool podcast um, all about momming. And so be sure to check it out. Um, but she offered us a lot of support on um, just getting up and running. Gina and I are not so tech savvy. And so her one of her other things, I didn't tell you this, Gina, but she said, I said, how do we get people to review us? And she said, just ask them. Tell them it's going to be really helpful to you. So we're asking you guys, if you would, please leave us a review. Yeah, that would be awesome. And if it's five stars, that's even better. But we really want to know um, what you're loving about the podcast. Yeah, Yeah, we want your honesty. So um, you can find us on social media. We are on Instagram at our at Dietitians Dish Podcast, same on Facebook at Dietitians Dish Podcast. Um, and that is our email as well. So we would love to hear from you what you're enjoying about the podcast. We're doing a Q&A coming up. So if you've got a burning question, I love Gina, you put why you want to know why you want to know why if you want to know why Nicole watches so much tennis um, on your Instagram. I was like, oh, I don't think anyone wants to know that. There's There's no rhyme or reason. But any burning question, if you're like, Where's St. Joseph, Michigan? Is Gina a Buckeye fan? Whatever you want to know, email us. That would be. (laughs) Oh, Oh, H. (laughs) I.O. Yay. (laughs) So whatever you want to know, just shoot us an email at at (laughs) dietitiansdishpodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And we'll be back in two weeks with that podcast for basically, we call it a bonus podcast, but it's just an extra, an extra week in April. So we're going to bring one to you. So. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. See you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.